the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, where it's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. It's absolutely gorgeous. Not a cloud in the sky. Uh, and it's a nice uh, sunny day. Hi. Did you have a gardening question? Can we ask it on the air? Come on, join us. It's easy. Oh, just wanted to know if snapdragons were deer resistant. All right, well, Calvin will help her with that. So you can, we encourage you to come on out here. Uh, we have a nice crowd again today. Maybe not quite as busy as yesterday, so that's good uh, for you. And uh, we've got the roasted corn. We've got the hot dogs and the drinks, courtesy of Nature's Creation, all for a dollar donation to the San Antonio Food Bank. And it's uh, been a big success uh, in terms of money. I'm really eager to see when this is the weekend is over. We've, I think we've raised a lot of money for the San Antonio Food Bank. Uh, Trace will come up and do the uh, plant of the weekend in just a little while. But, uh, again, come on out and uh, jump on the moon bounce. Take some pictures with everybody and all your family here at Millburgers at the uh, the photo setup they've got. Um, and uh, just uh, come on out and have a good time. And maybe you can ask this woman, like this woman here, who is uh, a liquid fence. So, like she's doing, she's asking a gardening question to Calvin. You don't have to be on the air, although we encourage it. Uh, but, yeah, come on by and uh, visit with us or call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So have you heard uh, about the Blue Blood, Blood Bank yesterday? Um, uh, the unofficial total, uh-huh. and it may be more, is uh, 71 people came out at least to donate. We don't know the number of donations. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. So, uh, What's our record? Do you remember? It's over 100. That one time we, we oh, reached yeah. over 100. So, yeah. um, But we were still, 71 is incredible. When you consider, oh, let's just say it was 60. When you consider <laughs> that's three lives per uh, donation at least, uh, that's 180 people. Yeah. that will be touched by that. So that's great. Uh, we, we thank you for that and coming out. Millburgers does this every quarter, and there are a lot of people that come out each quarter and donate blood. Uh, so uh, we want you to be one of those people. So when you come on out, uh, we'll, we'll tell you when the next ones are coming out, but you can go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, and you can learn more about uh, when the next drive is coming up. But, uh, yeah, if, you are, if you've ever donated, you'll find out when the next one is. So uh, I, I was disappointed. They, they're not giving away uh, 
Bill Miller chicken. No, uh, you'll have to. We'll yeah. have to get you in touch with the decision makers because yeah, that was. You didn't give blood. You were just excited about right, the giveaway. Right, right. Yeah. My son-in-law gives blood all the time. Oh, okay. So you. So that's. And I get his. He, oh. he, know, he knows. I, I go to Bill Miller chicken plates. He's a good son-in-law. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, I, I wonder if they closed down last night. If the nursery ever closed last night, because the line oh. uh, had, uh, uh, to ride the train and uh, the balloon deal, I don't know which is uh, getting more play, the balloon deal, the balloon maker, or yeah, the, uh, or, uh, the train, but uh, they're both by neck and neck. Yeah, both very busy. People waiting. And this is the last day of the terror train. Oh, no. Yeah, so if you want to come ride the terror train with the kiddos, this is the last day to do For Halloween. For Halloween, yeah. We do it for Christmas, too, don't we? It's a whole other train. Oh. It's, it's uh, the Christmas train. Uh, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't think Roger is. Uh, he doesn't get his quite, doesn't yell as much on the yeah. Christmas train. Uh, well, he's changed his identity, too. He, he's now Genghis Khan rather than. Oh, uh, no, no, he's yeah. not. He's Jon Snow. They're Game of, Game of Thrones. The, that's he and Claudette are, uh, are characters from Game of Thrones. Hey, she was asking uh, about uh, Cyclemen. Yeah, and she I, had a whole wagon full yeah, of red cyclamen. I told her that that I I didn't think they were deer resistant, but I've never tried no, them outside the fence. I don't think they are either. I mean, I don't. I've never seen anybody in our neighborhood use them. Yeah, out in the deer area either. But uh, uh, she had she, she was going to try snapdragons, and I that's why I thought uh, she w- would want to uh, give them that liquid fence spray for a few a few weeks because they're. Yeah. Especially with when we're just coming out of that droughty period, yeah. the deer will be pulling everything I, up. I don't think we've got any winter blooming annuals or perennials that are deer resistant, do we? Snaps in some neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. Um, I there must be. <laughs> you keep thinking the, way, the, the lark, uh, larkspurs, I guess we call it a spring blooming. Yeah. Well, we're going to go right to the phone. So hold that thought. we got Mike on the line. I don't want to keep him waiting too long at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm all right. How y'all? Good, good. What's going on? Well, look, I've got a fig tree that's still got some figs on it. And I was wondering if they're going to turn color, bloom, whatever you call it, or if this cold weather is pretty much ended that. Nope. <laughs> they're not going to ripen. Yeah, that one, once they cross that, uh, once they stop, there's a, a period where they they don't ripen, you know, after that spring ripening period. And quite often you don't get any ripening after that. Yeah. And if they're, they've gone this long, they're not. We we used to uh, promote a, an idea of uh, I think it's a lirification where where you add a drop of mineral oil to the to the opening to the end of the fig uh, right before uh, to speed up the ripening process. But uh, we tried that several years in the fall, and it doesn't work. I guess the fig, the the, the plant is shut down, 
So uh, uh, that, that that doesn't work for uh, figs in the winter. But uh, the, the most most people have uh, their fig plants are full of figs. I mean, green figs, especially at the top. So when they lose their leaves, you look at at the top, and it's full of uh, figs that that'll never ripen. Now they they will uh, dry up and fall off, but they're not fit to eat. Okay, okay, I appreciate it. I, I figured not, but I wanted to double check. No, thanks for calling, Mike. Uh, but you mentioned uh, fig blooms a while ago. Uh, yeah. A fig, the blooms of a fig, are inside the fruit. In other words, you eat the eat the blooms. Right. So you never see a fig bloom. Yeah, I know. Something but that, about that doesn't it, mean they don't taste good, though. Huh? Yeah. Right now, are the are the birds still eating at yours, or have they given up on them? I don't think they knew what they were, so they left them alone. So I guess yeah, they left them. I'm I'm a little surprised too. Every once in a while, I'll see. Maybe it's wishful thinking. A mockingbird or go <laughs> go go through there, or a blue jay looking for yeah. a fig. I don't think they eat green figs. Not. Not not very readily, no. Yeah. But boy, they'll eat the the ripe ones. For sure. Even the possums yeah. won't eat them. <laughs> I wish All right, sounds okay, good, so Mike. Good luck. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, cool. That'll free up a line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I know we interrupted you, Calvin. Were you were you all uh, could you come to an end on the conversation about? Annuals and perennials and deer resistance. And well, we were winters. trying to, yeah, we were trying. Jerry and I were trying to think of anything in the winter time, <laughs> like, uh, like you know, like vinca in the summer. But snapdragons and zinnias are kind of in the same league. Yeah. Some situations the deer won't eat them, but other they'll. Now this, all all bets are off when the when you have a droughty summer like this. Oh yeah. Because uh, they'll yeah, deer will anything that's growing and green will have uh be uh, open for browsing but yeah we should get everything all the weeds should be coming up now so the deer should be pretty content soon well, after this yeah. next yeah, after this so. next rain oh spread. yeah supposed oh, to yeah. rain on when, wednesday yeah, or thursday i think it's uh wednesday tuesday through wednesday i'll, I'll give you the forecast uh, in just a second james is on the line okay. what's that well jerry's uh a famous deer food uh, ground cover will be coming back. Uh, be coming yeah. Oh, serve. Serve, yeah. yeah. serve, yeah. They don't, then the deer won't have to worry about anything. They'll have plenty of food. Will deer eat horse serve? Oh, yeah. Think? Do they? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's going on, James? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Hey, I'm glad fall's finally here, it looks like. Hopefully to stay this time. I got mm-hmm. a question. Yeah, I got a question. I got a relatively young crop call. Last year it put on its first crop, if you want to call it that. It had three whole cons, but the squirrels beat me at all three. This year mm-hmm. I didn't think it had this year I didn't think it had any, but it's got one lone pecan in there still and the husk look if that's what it's called, the husk, it still looks completely right. clo- completely closed. My goal or determination is to get that one lone nut before these squirrels, and I got a lot of squirrels. When, when, how early can I get up there? I'd have to get a uh, extension ladder, but I can do that. 
when, when can I heart? When's that pecan ready? I guess is what I need to know. It'll it'll well it depends on the variety. Some varieties are ripe and early. Is Choctaw. it is it? Uh, it's what Choctaw. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not ripe until the shuck splits. Okay, when it starts to split, it'll be good. It, yeah, a lot of a lot of people. Especially if they're collecting uh, pecans for the pecan show, I mean, have, for show showing purposes, uh, they will actually take them out of the hull, out of the husk. But uh, if it's if it's uh, has started to split, okay, so, uh, no, not not quite yet. Okay, if, uh, if, not, if you could, if you could get up there. Yeah, I can get it. Uh, with the ne- next to the pecan, <laughs> uh, put a put a paper sack or something over it. Okay, all right. Because it, 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 it doesn't it it, it 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 can ripen in the dark. <laughs> uh, okay, just put a like a lunch a paper brown bag with a twist tie yeah. or something on there. Yeah, okay. right. Okay. And, work, yeah, I can't work. wait until somebody sees you up there doing that, James, and, and you have to explain. I, I, knew, I knew the Maggies were smart. <laughs> the, uh, and uh, for those of you who have persimmons, that's a good way to. They're they're getting ripe now, and the birds are starting to work on those. Uh, okay. I always refer to Mister Mister Moy, uh, Doctor Moy, at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, he used to wrap, wrap. Oh all yeah, they do that with the whole crop of yeah, whole crop of. Oh my goodness! Yeah, over in Japan and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay. but uh, you need you need to uh, decrease that squirrel population, huh? Oh, I live I live out in the Blackjacks, and we got about as many, we got about two squirrels for every oak tree at least, and we got okay. We got, we got thousands of oak trees out where I'm at. <laughs> we'll start so we got, working on them. Uh, uh, for, for your convenience, <laughs> I've put the uh, squirrel recipes on plantanswers.com. All right. Put them on I the got front page. I got 22s. I got anyway, anyway. All right. <laughs> All right thanks, James. I, I, all right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's okay. All right. All right. 210 308 210. 308 8867. You asked for the forecast. Uh, today, sunny, high near about 80 degrees. This evening, clear with a low around 57, according to the uh, uh, weather.gov. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high near 84, and then a low around 66 tomorrow night and cloudy. And then Tuesday, here it comes chance of showers with thunderstorms possible after 1 p.m., so after lunch. Mostly cloudy with a high near 74. That's a 10-degree drop uh, from day to day. And uh, chance of precipitation is 50%. Tuesday night, 50% chance of showers or thunderstorms. Wednesday, showers likely, possibly a thunderstorm. Chance of rain, 60%. Wow. Wednesday night, showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm. Wind gusts could be as high as 25 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. A chance of rain, 70%, and then Thursday it drops to 40%. <laughs> and then Thursday through Saturday the rain is out of the forecast. There you go. Wow. Well, once a week, we'll, that, that's fine for us for rain. 
What's that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. If it starts that kind of pattern, you know, we had yeah. 3.5. We uh, get just one inch every week. That's yeah. Great. This will definitely bring up the uh, wildflowers, especially oh. the blue bonnets. And the weeds are just. And the weeds, too. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your, if you've got a, a lot of open space in your vegetable garden, I'm sure you turn green yeah. with all the all the weeds, weeds that are coming up. Yeah. But anyway, we, we're thankful for the rain, finally. We'll uh, take it. We'll take it. <laughs> uh, if you didn't uh, read Calvin's article in yesterday's paper, uh, he got a really uh, complete write-up on uh, planting trees. Even tells how to plant them and planting depth and things like that. And then he lists the, some of his favorite uh, favorite uh, trees to plant at this time of the year. And uh, we, I think, I think the rebate's going on, right? It is. It Free is. Free rebate. Yeah, from CPS. Uh, now, like, if you do business here at Millburgers, they've got all the information uh, to take advantage of the CPS rebate. $50 for every shade tree you buy. Uh, or you can get it at the CPS uh, website. And up to f- five trees uh, over a period, a history period. So if you haven't taken advantage of it at all in the past, you could, and you're planting some trees, you could really uh, do all right. Especially, are they in still, are Millburgers are still on sale? I'll double check, but I think so. I think they're still thirty percent wow. off. thirty yeah. percent off, and then on some 50 of the bigger, bucks. the bigger specimens, yeah, yeah. And the uh, they're they're no slouch in what, what trees they uh, accept either. Right, right. Yeah, Jerry and I are pretty conservative in our recommendations, but uh, uh, the CPS plant list is uh, much less. Uh, I think Mark Peterson had something to do with that. But uh, Jerry got in a tizzy yesterday when I had because I had an, an aqua, <laughs> an aqua. List, but it's on the CPS list too. So <laughs> shade tree special save thirty percent uh, on all ten, fifteen, and thirty gallon shade ornamental trees, including live oaks, Monterey oaks, red oaks, elms, and more. So that's on now at least till Monday. And uh, the neat thing about it is. Uh, that they have the uh, ability to plant them for you. Yeah, that can help you with that. You have to pay. Yeah. But uh, if you live over in the Stone Oak area or or in a, in a, even in the Bronze Station area or or you rocky. Yeah, or you're dealing with you want a large tree for instant landscape impact. That's worth the money. Oh yeah. Yeah, have them because uh, the. Guarantee is so much longer. Uh, If you don't believe, if you say, well, I'm not going to pay somebody to plant my tree, uh, we we use Milton's uh, recommendation of go out and dig your hole before you buy the tree, okay? Now, in fairness, I stole this from you, but I I still like it. That's a a very... uh, After practicing this philosophy one time, (laughs) I became a... uh, an advocate that that uh, that'll, that'll train you, train you, especially newcomers to the area uh, that uh, that are used to digging in soil up north or in Tennessee or somewhere where they have deep soil. Yeah, eight or we, you don't have deep soils down here. I tell, always tell the story that one of our activities growing up was to dig 
trenches. You know, if we saw saw a movie with World War One or something, we would, <laughs> in, in in you know one afternoon in a backyard in Minnesota, we could dig eight feet deep and uh, wow, twenty feet. You know, it was yeah. organic soil. It was uh, there was nothing to dig. It was how exciting. did you, how did your parents go for digging up the backyard? Well, it, there was not a generally not an issue <laughs> because you had. Uh, was so easy to fill in again, and then of course we were. Yeah, there are a lot. Of, every every neighborhood kids in in uh, that that neighborhood, so everybody had an area that some more or less swing sets. And yeah, sand I guess, I guess they just wanted to get you out of the house. Is that's that right. Good mean? exercise too. <laughs> and my my father grew up in a with a uh, grandfather or with his dad who was a. A uh, slave driver with a gardening. So, oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, so if my dad could avoid the landscape, <laughs> he would. Uh, he didn't. He, you know, he would say, yeah. let him do it if he wants to, but he's not, <laughs> don't uh, don't ask me to help you. So you're not doing that kind of foolishness in San Antonio? No. I mean, that, there's no pleasure in, yeah. other than the pleasure of getting new plants put in place. But yeah. It, the, the, the digging is uh, is not a really satisfying occupation. I always tell the story when I planted my foundation shrubs, which are on sale too. Yes, they are forty percent off. Uh, it it took me uh, two hours to dig a hole or uh, to, to chisel out a hole uh, for uh, uh, my yopon and Burford hollies in the front in front of the house. And, and every every night I'd go out there for two hours and dig, uh, try to chisel out a hole big enough to put that uh, root ball in of a gallon-sized container. Wow. So it's a small container. And uh, the only only problem I had was the neighbors complaining that I was shaking their house. Yeah, really? Wow. Oh, yeah, it was like, it's on cap rock, solid rock. Hmm. So that's why the... Uh, Jerry's research production really went up when he, when he started using the volunteers, <laughs> master gardeners who could actually dig better than he. Yeah, could. I, I don't, I don't think they'd come out and do that. So. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call. Let's talk gardening with you on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Hey, let me take a second yeah, to remind. Can you. Can we ask them to give us a progress report on their vegetable gardens? Yeah, and, please. And the. Uh, what they're doing in their uh, flower gardens. Okay, so which veggies do we want to focus on? Well, um, it would be neat to to find out uh, what they've planted and especially the seeds and which seeds are up. Okay, good. All right, well, give us a call report on your vegetable and uh, flower gardens. Just a quick report at 210-308-8867. Let me talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, If you are looking for pest control, I want you to call Warren Remy and Spider-Man. These guys have been doing it since 1976. That doesn't, it means they have a lot of experience, but if you talk to anybody about Spider-Man Pest Control. Oh, it doesn't mean, just mean they're very old. Both. Oh, no! They've they've got uh, uh, Warren. What is in his uh, now? Warren will let me get away with that. Will he let you? No, it's Warren. To what is in his forties? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Warren is probably somewhere close to my age. Okay, well, let's not go there. Uh, But if you're looking for a uh, someone to help you with uh, termite and pest control. It doesn't really matter what it is. They know they can. Uh, one of the things, too, that I think our listeners like about them is they'll uh, they'll talk to you about all the alternatives. So you'll learn whether uh, this, uh, if you're interested, 
because you've got a situation where you want a more organic control, uh, they'll talk to you and say, yep, we, we have this. Here's what you can expect. And they rec- they make a just an observation, and they recognize the significant items in, in your lifestyle, mm-hmm. your pets. Yeah. For sure, your uh, how, you know, you like the door. You know, my wife's from South Africa, so they... They're, they're always trying to be outside, and the door's open. And yeah. all, all of those kind of habits figure in uh, how they're going to treat whatever pests they're working on. Yeah, so um, they're going to talk to you. You're going to be educated and make a decision that you're comfortable with and that they recommend. So uh, give them a call, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or go SpidermanPest.com where you can check out all the things they do, read reviews and more, go SpidermanPest.com. We're going to take a break, and while we do, we're going to ask that you call us with those reports on your garden, uh, your vegetable garden, your flower garden, and uh, we're going to ask that you call us with your gardening questions, or just come on out, bring your pictures, and do some ragging. Uh, it's Milton Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We'll be right back with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road, reminding you that next weekend on Saturday, November 2nd, we've got one of our Earth Kind seminars. David Rodriguez is going to be here again from 1030 until noon, teaching you the do's and don'ts, how to create your own list of things to do for winter in San Antonio and your garden. Uh, it's going to be a great seminar. We want to encourage you to be a part of it. It's just one of the many things that Millburgers does to help you have a great gardening experience. You know what? You can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about this, as well as all kinds of seminars and fun things that are happening in November. It's millburgernursery.com. But mark your calendar for this Saturday, November 2nd, and you can enjoy the great seminar put on by David entitled Landscape and Lawn To-Do List for the Winter. That's at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you out there from Saturday from 1030 until noon. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. I remember when that came out. My goodness, wow. We were right. We were, it was in the 50s. Yeah. Sheb Woolley. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my daddy was a... Uh, he had a loudspeaker on his vehicle that he oh, traveled no. around in. Yeah. And, and he put on exhibition, uh, shooting exhibitions. You, and uh, he w- went out and bought that record. Oh. Uh, and we, we would play it at his, sh- his shooting exhibition. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's why I know it was in the 50s. Uh, 210-308-8867. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. Calvin says, uh, and is this week in the garden, it's at plant broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, kale, and charred transplants. And then from seed, he said, plant lettuce, carrot, beet, turnips, 
Rutabagas. And rutabagas. You know, since rutabaga has become so popular, maybe we ought to grow some transplants of rutabaga. You like, think you think that'd be popular? No doubt. No, that's not a it's not a uh, high value crop in terms of uh, weight. You know, they used to fill fill the root cellar with it about you know about six yeah. root, six of those big rutabagas in there, and then you'd have something to eat all winter. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you didn't mention spinach, Calvin. Don't yeah. you think it's time to mention spinach? Actually, it's close to... It's getting close. Yeah. I have a check to see I'm, if they got transplant. I'm always nervous on spinach because I oh, yeah. I, don't, I ne- never have good luck unless I'm... Wait till later. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got them the seed, so the growers have the seed. We know that for sure. But uh, Dr. Larry Stein, who works with the sp- uh, commercial spinach growers out in the Winter Garden, out toward uh, Crystal City, always gets uh, our transplant producers uh, seed of the best hybrids that are resistant to some of the uh, diseases that uh, we can have down here. Uh, so uh, that's where those transplants come from. But anyway, uh, uh uh, uh, now I got I got the uh, we got a, last year's uh, this year's uh, Crawford lettuce seed cleaned, and uh, I gave all the seed to David David Rodriguez, and he was going to have some of his master gardeners package it up, since uh, uh, our 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 main packager has moved up, moved uh, moved up up north. So uh, uh, we should have some free Crawford, Crawford if, lettuce. If, they, if, if David mobilizes his team, is that? Uh, well, uh, I, ra- I, ra- I, I ran him over there immediately. Oh. Well, well I, if I that understand was a week right, or so, a week Dave, or so ago. David's going to be giving a program soon, huh? Yep, next and, next week. And then we next I, week. I'll do this like Jerry used to do to me. <laughs> oh dear. Calvin has the uh, seed. Just asking for him. What, what was it? The Wilson County. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was I, that and it's Wilson County and Mitchell Lake. Uh, yeah. Mitchell Lake. That's oh, right. people! <laughs> they were chasing him around. They were. They were. They came up to the table. I set up about an hour ahead of time, sitting there, <laughs> and you were doing your thing at Mitchell Lake, and it's like, uh, where's where's Doctor Finch? Is he uh. here? Now he's running around. Uh, uh, do you have the seed? Someone's got the seed. We need the seed. Like, well, he, he's got it. I'm sure he'll be here soon. When is soon? It's, it's like, wow. Well, that was part of the deal with uh, Steve Brown. You know, if he yeah. was, gonna, yeah. if he was, yeah, he would announce it. He'd announce it if we were given free. Yeah. Seed. Oh, okay. He loved the seed, and then he, of course he liked the uh, events if they, uh, if his listeners benefited by them. What is it? Do we have okay? All right. What do you ask? I'm not sure. I <laughs> you shook your head no, Milton. I was shaking. I couldn't couldn't hear him. <laughs> hey, yeah. Milton. What's that? Is your hearing aid not working or what? Uh, yeah, right. no, yeah he was hey, he was did you grumpy to you, wasn't he? Did you understand him? <laughs> no, he wasn't talking to me. I have oh, to okay. read. Oh, okay. I have to read lips. You know? Okay. So a lot of people uh, are buying transplants of the cold crops now. Yeah. I saw I saw a couple uh, get some. Uh, I get cabbage and. Uh, broccoli is uh, the one that everybody really likes at this time of the year. 
And and it's now, with all the rain and the cool weather, now is a good time to plant yeah. those the cabbage plants looper, we talked ca- about. Cabbage loopers have not been very active. Yeah, I, I told... Uh, but watch it. They'll come. I told a grower that... Uh, he was gonna plant a lot of color, a lot of uh, broccoli out because the uh, the place likes broccoli, and I, I told him I said, well, you got you understand that we're not talking about if the cabbage loopers are coming, we're talking about when they're coming. Yeah. So uh, the, get get your BT products ready or your thermoside. Don't don't mix them. Don't mix them early, though. BT. Yeah. BT is a kiss of death on your equipment if it sits in there. <laughs> oh, will it? Oh, yeah. It's a, BT? It, it comes out of, yeah, it comes out of solution. So oh, easy. okay. So that's one of the reasons that uh, the labels always say do not, do not. Uh, mix you, it and save yeah, it. Yeah, use it, use it within 24 hours of when you mix it. Yeah. I thought that had something to do with how long the bacteria lives. Part, part of it's that, too, because yeah, it's only a no. week. But I had a brand-new uh, sprayer just uh, last uh, about uh, last year. And uh, so I let, my, let it sit in there. And oh. Then, uh, then, of course, needed it and rushed out there and <laughs> couldn't even pump it up. It was a clogged up. Oh, Lord. All right, right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And those of you who like uh, uh, chard, they've got a good trans- some good transplants of uh, ornamental Swiss chard. Ornamental Swiss chard. Yeah, it and is. Even if you don't eat it, yeah, it's, it's, bright- it's attractive in the in containers and in it's the garden. Bright lights, Swiss chard, but it is very good to eat too. But that, that that's kind of a combination. Uh, the leaf lettuce looks good in containers, but. Bright lights, uh, Swiss oh, chard yeah. really is attractive. Plus, it's good to eat. It's different, a, different colors in yeah. it. Yeah, that's why they call it bright lights. It's the uh, mild tasting green that I like to mix with uh, kale. If I've got to eat some kale, I uh, can really do much better with it if it's got some chard mixed in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, somebody wrote in that uh, to Neil Sperry. Talking about uh, uh, some uh, a leaf spot on uh, Christmas jewel hard uh, holly. Have you ever heard of Christmas jewel holly? Holly, oh, yes. Have you? Yeah. Okay. They said that uh, they they wrote in and said that uh, there were some fungus leaf spots on it, but. Uh, some of the leaves are falling now, and I, I've, I've talked about it last week, too, that don't look at the leaves on the ground that fall off your tree because uh, they're, they're falling naturally, and uh, a lot of, th- a lot of uh, problems are, are not so, so much a problem, but uh, fungus diseases uh, that uh, get on the foliage secondary yeah, second secondary infection get aesthetically on unpleasing foliage there you go but now holly is a different story because holly is evergreen yeah right and uh he we uh we had a guy had a person bring in uh 
He he thought he he didn't know if he had a walnut tree or a, a pecan tree or what kind of tree he had in the in his yard. He, he thought it was an oak tree, a live oak tree. And uh, but he had these the balls on it, these little round round structures on it. When Jerry says it was a wasp gall tree, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was uh, uh, tree galls uh, caused by the insects, and uh, but he said they're all on one tree, and that, so that that had him had him crazy. And that happens a lot. Yeah, the, the we, dogs, we yeah. for some reason uh, it's, it's true with grapes. And uh, on, on phylloxera gall uh, and uh, some other things, you can have one, you can have two trees of the same species, and one will have galls and one will not. Or just like one uh, one oak tree will sprout yeah. suckers, and uh, the one right next to it will not. Or two red oaks, and one is still green. Yeah. Like it's growing. The other one has dropped half its leaves and has some color in it, you know. And Arizona ash, uh, when I first came here, uh, that was a big deal. There, I, I think Arizona ash, well, I, I think they grow those from seed, too. But uh, I know Allridge used to grow a lot, Allridge Nursery. Used to grow a lot, but I, I you can grow an ash from cutting. I mean, you can root an ash, but I think they grow they grow more mainly from seed, and that gives them the uh, genetic diversity that uh, causes them to drop leaves at different times. Same same species. Trace, we need to take a break. Do you want to hang for a sec, or she won't? It's okay. I'll try. Okay. Well, Dale. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevard Road, reminding you that next weekend on Saturday, November 2nd, we've got one of our Earth Kind seminars. David Rodriguez is going to be here again from 1030 until noon, teaching you the do's and don'ts, how to create your own list of things to do for winter in San Antonio and your garden. Uh, it's going to be a great seminar. We want to encourage you to be a part of it. It's just one of the many things that Millburgers does to help you have a great gardening experience. You know what? You can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about this, as well as all kinds of seminars and fun things that are happening in November. It's millburgernursery.com. But mark your calendar for this Saturday, November 2nd, and you can enjoy the great seminar put on by David entitled Landscape and Lawn To-Do List for the Winter. That's at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you out there from Saturday from 1030 until noon. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that... Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Trace is up on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? Oh, it's a wonderful day. We've got all the, <laughs> all the festivities going, uh-huh. hot dogs and roasted corn. We are debating, debating about who, which staff person had the best 
well, costume. There's no lot, debating in mine. Lots, lots no. of good ones. <laughs> no, no, there's no Traces question. are competitors, so. No question. I've been working on mine far longer than any of them have been working on yours. No. <laughs> You don't, you don't just get this overnight. Yeah, it's true. And it's not drawn in or anything. It's real. <laughs> He's talking about his mustache here. <laughs> and you, you, if you look real close, you can see it. Yeah. No, well, you quit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Trace. That, uh, well, look at that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, Trace is uh, talking to somebody kind of off the mic for a second. But, uh, yeah, so uh, what's going on? Uh, a lot of people here. You want to explain why? Well, it's, uh, it's a couple days before Halloween. And yeah. uh, we're becoming uh, bigger and bigger on this event. And uh, it's it's kind of cool. we got the train going. we got the bounce house. we got the uh, all the stuff for the food bank, so there's donations for the at the hot dog mm-hmm. uh, and at the uh, roasted corn for the food bank. There's a balloon artist and uh, face painting, and they uh, they also have a donation jar there. We've got the train running. Uh, Which do you think is having more more uh, usage, the balloon artist or the train running? The train. <laughs> <laughs> They've been backed up, uh, like Charles said yesterday. If the train breaks, he's leaving. Well, that's uh, that's the biggest draw. (laughs) And it it doesn't matter how old you are. Everybody still wants to ride on the train. Yeah, everybody's having fun. But not everybody wants balloons, and not everybody wants the face painted. Well, it takes a while to do the balloon. And you can oh, and the face pretty quick. Older older people tend not to get those two things done. Oh, okay. But they do tend to go to the corn and the hot dogs. Yeah, Yeah. smart people. They didn't get older for a reason. That's true. No, they didn't get older without a reason. I understood (laughs) understood where you were going. Thank you. I appreciate that. And y'all, y'all about ran out of hot dog yesterday, but you refurbished today. We, we, uh, yes. We did run out of hot dogs at the at the very end. Okay. And, um, we went out and got another 450 more for today. Wow. So they're set. They're good hot dogs. They are set. Yes. All of the all of the toppings too: jalapeno peppers and yeah. cheese and all oh, several kinds of relish, mustard and ketchup, of course. So, now when we're recommending, it's not re- absolutely required, but recommending a dollar donation. Go to the food bank, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and we collected a uh, substantial amount yesterday. Yeah, and by right, the way, most right around, people. Right around $1,000. Uh, people give a dollar, they give $2, they give 3 uh, sometimes. So it's it just. I found a 20. It's all just, really? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if they got 20 hot dogs, but, um, but, no. but they, they no. donated $20. <laughs> Probably well, and, uh, the cashiers have been real cooperative uh, up there, too, in terms of the. Getting dollar bills for people that yeah. need it. Oh, oh that's I, mi- good. I missed the slushy machine. We got the oh, slushy yeah. machine going. Yeah, uh, I believe he's. So did we? Where is orange. that? No. <laughs> register five and six. Uh, I think it's orange today. Oh, good, cool. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I saw that. All right. So, anything new come in this week? Uh, yes, we have a plant of the weekend or the plant of Sunday picked out because okay. I missed my, my time yesterday. All right, so you want to do that now? I think so. So it's time for the plant of the weekend. Oh. <laughs> All right, so this is a timely plant of the weekend. It's a, it's a green globe artichoke. Yeah. Mm. 
Now, artichokes, to a lot of people, are big thistles. Uh, this just happens to be a really pretty bloom and an edible thistle. Uh, yeah. yeah, an edible thistle before it opens. It's, yeah, uh, if you want to eat it, you eat it before the bloom. Right. Oh, okay. And, um, it does require some cold, so kind of like strawberries, it really should be planted in the fall. Absolutely. Everybody looks for them in the spring, but this is the right time <laughs> oh, to okay. plant them. And um, it can live for several years yes. if you're lucky. Yeah, a couple years e- easily. Um, it In the spring, we tend to only get the bigger ones in that have already gone through some cold. So uh, this is the perfect size. They're four-and-a-half-inch pots, good-sized plants, two ninety nine. And we can definitely hold some for you if you want to do it. Yeah, yeah so uh, there's a good selection. But, again, um, this is the time of year, so people are out there looking for them. So if you want to get one, call the nursery and ask them to put some aside. 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Cool. And, and you, you want to put them in full sun. Full sun. And they, and get, they can get pretty big. Yeah, that's what I was thinking to say. And give them plenty of room. And they're nice. They're a nice looking plant. They so are huge. Plant. Yeah. If, they, if they live over I, a year. I like the foliage. I, I think it could be mixed into a, you know, as a, a, a statement plant in the middle of a, an annual bed. Oh, yeah. And uh, if, you, if you're not interested in eating artichoke, uh, Who's not it, it's, it's worth it's worth growing it the, just to get the flower. The bloom is purple. gorgeous, and uh, yep. and it's perfect flower to p- take pictures of bees in. Wow! Yeah. Oh wow! Because uh, they they get <laughs> they go go into that flower bloom, and they get trapped. They I mean it, they move slower. Okay. So you can get real close to them, but it's it's not in it's, that purple bloom. It's not a uh, doesn't kill them. I mean, no, 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 no. So they, they, they just go down in the yeah. bloom. Lots of exploration they're there going in go. there after the nectar. Well, it's such a big flower, and it takes a little while. Oh, yeah. while to uh, explore and extract. It's a huge flower and beautiful purple. So when they come here, they ask for green globe artichoke. Green globe and artichoke. Got it over with the vegetables. Okay. And it's a little, you know, it's one of those four-inch containers. Now, now people, people that like artichoke hearts and uh, eat the leaves. You know, you break the leaf off and and uh, kind of uh, uh, peel peel it off with your teeth. Peel the goody or as uh, you break it over your teeth to get the, the yeah yeah. But uh, I like mayonnaise. I like to dip it in mayonnaise. Yeah. But some people do butter. <laughs> I, I've been to some restaurants where they actually will barbecue it. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. So it's the heart. So it's got a sm- well. That's the whole the whole bloom. And then oh, okay. Then they've got some um, uh, like an olive oil kind of yeah. sauce to put it in, and that's now, very good. And you get the smoked flavor that way. Now the deal is with these, when you plant them now, fertilize them and grow them where well. Through the winter, I don't think they. Uh, it's pretty take cold. a real hard. It's pretty freeze. cold tolerant, and uh, but they get big. They get a huge bush, and they have more damn artichokes than you can eat. When that, especially when they get a year old. I don't know. I can eat a lot of artichokes. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that bush is every every stem is uh, loaded with artichokes. 
So, uh, more, 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 the artichoke if out. Now, the if their description of how to eat those artichokes doesn't attract you, the yeah. flowers are very pretty. Do you <laughs> hey, let's talk about some other stuff that we've got on sale before we uh, go get you caught up with the news. Um, these are for sale, not on sale, but we have cyclamen. Oh, yeah. Four and a half inch pot. You've got some. Spectacular colors. Got, got some great colors and some great and, selection of cyclamen. And we've gone, you know, Jerry and I have been hesitant to recommend them until we got out of that hot weather. This kind of, this is this cyclamen yeah. weather here. And I'll, also right over by there, the Primolo. Yeah. Prim, those are on sale. Those are and, on sale, yeah. And those are, uh, there's another spectacular plant. And we found over the years that they actually handle the cold just as well, if not better, than the cyclamen. Huh. Yeah, they're a little easier to take care of. Of course, they're, 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 they're smaller. Too, yeah, so. that lady that came up here had a wagon full of red. Yeah. Them, and they were pretty. Oh, okay. She was, she, was, she was wanting to know if the deer would eat them. I, I know they'll eat the blooms, but the, yeah. plant, the plant itself is on the resistant list. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. That's uh, well, of course, I've, you don't want them eating the bloom. No. But. Well, no. But the foliage is spectacular, but still. Yeah. Uh, that bloom, that colors, they're so intense. There's a purple there that is uh, my favorite, but the white and the red together. Look great. Yeah. Pink. And I, and I still say the white has the best fragrance. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, you, uh, if, you, if you're old and don't smell very well, the, <laughs> the color is very Is he saying good. I don't smell good? No, uh, like I say, you don't smell so good. Well, he heard, he just day, heard Calvin. him say to you. Every day. <laughs> hey, uh, the imported amaryllis bulbs? Oh, yeah, those are cool. Yeah, uh, lots of colors, including that new greeny one that we had. Uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're, they're the ones that uh, you brought up here yes. a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. So it, you can pot them up and uh, yeah. bloom them for Christmas. And on that note, we f- we finally got our paper whites in. So oh, good. People that like to force them. We, we've got the paper whites. Now there is a there is a plant that the deer won't eat, and there's a plant also that'll naturalize almost any situation. Paper white. Yeah. Uh, so we had somebody stop by to, to want to know what winter plant uh, flower would not be eaten by the deer. And we were talking about snapdragons yeah. potentially and four o'clock, some of the others. But uh, I, will, I will have a small dab, very small dab of calendulas coming in this week. That's a decent deer-resistant winter plant. Hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. And then uh, right in front of us, uh, in front of the two-story, is uh, all the perennials in the one-gallon containers on that were normally six ninety-nine, and they're four dollars and eighteen cents. They are four eighteen, and what, five, if you five buy for five, 20. yeah, yeah, if five. five or better, we drop to uh, four dollars each. And there's lots of selection. Uh, still, lots of milkweed. Over there, and uh, is the fall aster the still over? Fall aster's there, yeah, okay. and that's the that's the best perennial uh, fall bloomer, I think. Uh, it's the Fricardi. Yeah, if you don't mind only looking at it for three weeks. <laughs> it's very reliable. <laughs> it, 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 I have to admit, it uh, changes the whole focal point of oh, the landscape yeah. if you got it in the right spot. The, the, one I, the best one I ever saw was the, they planted it on the boulevard, you know, on this sidewalk and concrete asphalt everywhere. And uh, the only thing growing in there was fall aster. And when they started to bloom, <laughs> you couldn't look at anything else because they were just yeah. they pruned them just right, and they were just intense colors. Is that and, in your neighborhood? Uh, no, it was another neighborhood that I. Uh, I wonder. It's. Uh, I think they're deer resistant. Don't I you? don't. No, I don't think so. 
You know? Then yeah. Well, the mint marigold is, but I didn't. Uh, I always thought Paul Astor got the flowers nipped off of it. Okay. Well, let's get a report. If anybody out there that's got yeah. Paul Astor growing in deer area, deer area, what's happening to it? But I, that's what I uh, hesitated to plant it. I think I have had experience okay. years past. Okay. Landscape shrubs are on sale. Ground covers are on sale. We mentioned the shade tree special earlier. Citrus is on sale. Regularly forty four ninety nine. Now thirty eight. 88, uh, Millburgers Winterizer Lawn Fertilizer, a wild bird feeding with uh, black sun, black oil sunflower seeds, all those. Uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about all those, MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll see all the things that are on sale. You'll learn more about David's presentation uh, next uh, Saturday. Uh, so come on over to uh, Millburgers and visit. There's lots of folks here now. I think we've uh, got even more folks than we did around noon, so that's great. But lots of people having a good time, just wandering around, uh, taking pictures, eating corn, running <laughs> around the maze, and having a great time here. So why don't you come join us? We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, bless you, and Dr. Jerry Parsons, Sneezy, as he's known to by his friends. And uh, we're going to be back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting on the porch here on a beautiful day at Millburgers. The sun is out, not a cloud in the sky. The temperature is cool. It feels great, so we would encourage you to come on out. Uh, take pictures like so many folks are doing at Millburgers has set up a little picture area where you can enjoy that. Or come out and get something to eat. Uh, Millburgers has the hot dogs and chips and a or soda. Or get some or, plants to plant. Take you could do that, too. Weather. Yeah. And pumpkins. we still got pumpkins. We got pumpkins. We got lots plants. We got lots of good stuff. <laughs> All right. So and we got the, And Calvin is still looking for, we want reports on your garden. Yeah. So what's, how's uh, your what, veggie garden doing? How's your... Uh, uh, flower garden doing yeah my uh, I mentioned to Jerry yesterday that uh, uh, my uh, sweet, sweet peas have come up that I've seeded so now yeah. that's a, they're always a little temperamental you know that's a, a plant that doesn't like cold weather doesn't like <laughs> hot weather but uh, but loves cool weather yeah and they're germ they're germinating so that's a, yeah that's always good. a good sign but uh, they we got uh, if you want to try sweet peas we've got them on the the rack, three or four or five different kinds. Yeah. Um, they're wonderful. Great, great cut flowers and uh, fragrance. Uh, I don't know, Jerry, which is, I guess, I guess I've, stock is more, a little more powerful fragrance. Than yeah, absolutely. Sweet peas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, the sweet pea is uh, delicate to flavor, yeah. uh, it's perfume. It's surprising how long it lasts, too, in the. Uh, uh, Cut flower? Cut flower, well, but stocks is a long yeah. master, too. Did, uh, how are your tomatoes doing? My tomatoes are fleshing out. Of, the, of course, the BHN 968s and the uh, Ruby Crushes are producing fruit. I haven't got any of the big the big fruits, setting fruit, but I got lots of blooms. 
I so I don't you know. You haven't got any big fruit set? I don't. I've got a lot of people have yeah. uh, have that situation. Yeah, and I've got uh, I've got leaves that have uh, grown to full size, and the plants that look look normal plants again now. But uh, the question will be: Will they be? Uh, will we have enough time for them to? I'm sure they'll set fruit. Yeah. Whether, whether they'll uh, mature fruits, another. Question. I don't think they'll ever ripen fruit. That's so. Uh, uh, I, uh, we a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh, if you're disappointed in your tomatoes. Uh, in other words, you've got big plants or large plants that are blooming but don't have large fruit or don't have. If it doesn't have a tennis ball sized fruit on it, it's not going to ripen fruit by Christmas or by any before the freeze. Now, if you're willing to protect them, you'll be okay. You might. Yeah, but a lot of people don't want to fool with that. Well, November 14th last year, we a lot of us tried to protect them, but yeah. it was so cold that uh, that didn't work. So if you've got a small garden and you want it to be more productive, uh, now's the time to consider pulling the tomatoes out and planting broccoli. Or, or rutabaga. Or uh, rutabaga, yeah. Or yeah. uh, planting some of the cold crops in there that will be productive and will be cold tolerant. Uh, I'm sorry it happened, but uh, I've talked to several, or numerous, uh, tomato growers, and uh, they said that hot weather, extremely hot weather, the, uh, late this year, uh, destroy their tomato crop. And that we've got, we've had hot weather in the past, and we've had that thin leaf uh, development in the past. But qu- quite often, it uh, the cool weather comes quick enough that they they They'll flesh out and yeah, yeah they set fruit. These so far, these guys have just finally getting some big leaves and blooms, but no setting fruit. Yeah, actually. the the ideal situation is to have a cool front come through. And set your tomatoes in September, first part uh, to the middle of September. And then they're, they're, it's 50 to 60 days before they ripen fruit, uh, once, they, once they set that fruit. So, uh, uh, you, and then they're slow to ripen because of the cool weather, the condition. So uh, this year was a losing proposition on fall tomatoes, except except the 968. And uh, did your did you Ruby say Crush? Yeah, Ruby Crush did okay. Oh yeah, you? did fine. Okay, but uh, and that, and that go. I had several reports where people used uh, Cherry Large, uh, the variety called Cherry Large, which is normally is a good tomato, but they said it didn't set a fruit yeah, this I'll year. I'll be darned. This fall, but 968 did, which goes to show that uh, 968 and Ruby Crush is a are heat-setting tomatoes. Wow! Look, there goes the milk milkweed over there. <laughs> um, but and the uh, birds, thank you for for growing uh, BHN 968. <laughs> I mean, the birds are bad on them. Yeah, I mean, my patch of tomatoes—they're all. On all the tomato cages around the 
the BHN 968. It's like they're waiting for them to ripen the birds just a little are? bit. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of the fruit is pretty small, but they like that fine. So. Huh. Okay. Uh, uh, a good piece of news mm-hmm. is that uh, I talked to um, a commercial. It used to be a commercial grower, the guy that grows the blue bonnets for us, uh, Verstraten. And uh, he says they, he'd been growing to, growing tomatoes for 50 years, I guess. Yeah. And he said the best tomato that he ever grew, grew was was this year's rodeo tomato. Oh, wow. 8849? 8849. He said it, uh, it was uh, meaty all the way through, juicy. And said that thing had tomatoes like he'd never seen wow, before. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, he he he's really sold on that because that that's all he wants from now on. Oh. Uh, I furnish him his tomato, but uh, and uh, usually when he bring a new one out, he uh, no, I want I want that tycoon or something. Yeah, yeah. sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, this year, this year, he was just. Wallering on the ground, he was so excited about. Mm-hmm. I mean, this that year tomato. he was getting fruit. This year, yeah, or last year, last spring. Oh, the spring. It's okay, the spring. Yeah. not the fall. And uh, he had trouble finding tomatoes. Uh, they have tomatoes every fall, have for long, as long as I've known them. And uh, he couldn't find transplants uh, this fall, which was good because he didn't plant any tomatoes. Huh. So we apo- we apologize for the weather for those of you who are disappointed, but uh, that's that's just the way farming and agriculture and uh, gardening goes. Uh, we got some questions in on PlantAnswers.com. It uh, said, uh, "Let me see. Uh, I have set." Sent questions uh, concerning timing, trimming back bushes. I will ask them again. I have Mexican sage bush, Mexican sage bush, different varieties of lantana and Gregia salvia. Gregia salvia. I want to know when and how much to trim. Trim them. Those 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 uh, perennials, and uh, James uh, Forest answers. James, I find that for perennials such as these, that seldom that seldom escape freezing in our winters, do best left alone until just before they start putting out new growth in the spring. That's my man, Forrest. <laughs> Uh, and it, it accomplishes a lot of things. It's good, good horticulture. Plus, if you're uh, supporting wildlife populations in your neighborhood, that's uh, good for the, the low way, flying bird, right? Best way you can do it. Yep, the ground nesters uh, cover uh, insects are hiding in there, and the birds can find them. So that's great. That's a great recommendation. It's a little hard. Some people get impatient. Is oh yeah. It's like they, those people they that dead. can't stand not raking their leaves. You know. <laughs> 
I never rake my leaves. No, I don't understand. It's a yeah. mystery. <laughs> you don't have any. Your trees, the leaves just disappear. Science can't explain it. Are you... Or you can use mid-February as a date and cut them back to just above the ground. Otherwise, they they tend to get leggy and unsightly. Yeah, so the salvia grigiae suck. Yeah, salvia grigiae. Yeah, the rest of them freeze back. Uh, the, <laughs> I've told the story several times, but uh, Mr. Mr. Fanick, when... when uh, Salvia Grega started coming back on the market, and that's been 30 years ago. Uh, Mr. Fanick said that uh, that uh, it, it used to be on the market. The Salvia Grega used to be on the market, but uh, the problem was they would, they would look beautiful in the containers when they were young, and then people would take them home and plant them out. And not cut the bush back, and they would get ugly. Leggy. Leggy. And with all that dead wood in the middle. So cutting them back uh, is a good idea. I don't know if you remember, Jerry, but we planted a whole bed of them. Gosh, it was like in 1990 or something, and it was uh, at the, the park over at San Pedro Park. Yeah. Yeah, that that had happened exactly, and they were the park administration was those things are ugly. So we just got, <laughs> so uh, we just got a master gardener team and just cut, cut them down. In fact, I got my chainsaw so we could. Oh Lord, have mercy! Went through. Savio Grega. Yeah, just went through. They were cut big. Them, cut them, yeah, and they were leggy, and uh, cut them all completely back, and it was just. Night and day, you know, within a few months, they're back looking wonderful. Oh, yeah. wonderful. They t- they take uh, trimming real good. But they're also, uh, you don't want to, uh, they, they'll do some good winter blooming, too. So you're that, that, that writer, re- reader that we had there, uh, don't, if they're looking good, don't prune them. Because uh, they'll, they'll bloom sometimes well into the wintertime. Yeah. All right, no, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. How are your veggies looking? 210-308-8867. The, uh, I got a note from Curtis, uh-huh. my buddy Curtis, and uh, he's talking about uh, he's trying to grow a poinsettia for last year's poinsettia. And I'm sure we've got a lot of people in that uh doing that too uh curtis rice i put out last year's poinsettia in a bigger pot it's four foot tall and four foot wide that's pretty big gosh it isn't happy with the morning temperatures the cool more cooler morning temperatures. oh it's a tropical it, it grows yeah. it grows wild in the <laughs> in, in in uh southern mexico I never forget when I was traveling around down there, around this time of the year, and I looked over and there was a poinsettia growing in the woods. So I had made them stop the car. I wanted to get a picture of that poinsettia growing in the woods. Yeah. And the the, the guide said, "Fool, wow. they all grow in we the woods. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're natives out here." 
So anyway. Uh, wasn't a very nice guy. At what temperature does it need protection? I would say anything below 45. That's, that's uh, what they say with bananas and things like that, tropicals. But uh, the main thing they need protection from is wind. Uh, when when these northers come through and bring a lot of wind, uh, that'll that'll uh, that'll break them off. Uh, Curtis says I have to I have had to make a scaffold every foot tall to keep the plant from breaking branches, like I was talking about. And um, so he cut back his cherry tomato and gave it a shot of Medina. And uh, hope for some fruit. I guess if it's if it's not 68, it'll uh, it, it'll set fruit. Uh, even probably if, already has. Set even fruit. if you don't give it Medina. <laughs> even if you don't give it Medina, or even if you give it old Medina, like the guy that called in yesterday. I was. Oh yeah, he had the. It was. Uh, you were mentioning the fact that the point the poinsettia is uh, native to Mexico, and. Uh, you know, we did that article uh, on shade trees and got quite a response. Uh, native plant people were ha- very happy because I didn't mention any exotic, you know, no Chinese pistachio or anything. But then I, <laughs> uh, then I, 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 th- I think of it as being so hypocritical. As far as I know, Mexican white oak is not native to right. But they, but they kind of pick and choose what they, you know. They extend their native, the geographic area as native if they like a plant. And, <laughs> but I was thinking, I was just wondering how close the uh, range of the Mexican white oak is to the poinsettia. Nobody has ever said that that that's native plant. Yeah, the the original seed of the Monterey oak, which was uh, named and put on the market by uh, Lynn Lowry. Uh, the native plant person who was working at that time for a Lone Star grower. Was and they collected seed uh, out of a, there was a, a public park right outside of Monterey, Mexico. And uh, they would go every year or whenever it had acres and collect acres. And that's the way that got on the uh-huh. market. Uh, before before we ever grew, I, I guess they collect them from their own trees now. But uh, that's where the original Monterey uh, oak acorns came from, right outside of Monterey. Maybe that's why they named it Monterey. Hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. And he's so perceptive. Uh-huh. <laughs> they got. We got another question. Does the wine and milk lily? Like to be mulched, and what kind? Uh, do Pine we... straw or cypress mulch? What is the wine or milk lily? That is a, a crinum. Oh. They, and... don't, they don't care. <laughs> so uh, I, I imagine it would like to be mulched, but uh, I always give Bill, uh, Bill Welch of the Texas A&M Credit for making a famous statement that well, no crinum has ever died. That's that's. I thought Greg said that. <laughs> no, that, no. That'd be a well. Oh, okay. 
the reason it's so so outstanding is because Bill usually doesn't make a, a positive statement oh. like that. Uh, well, you know, uh, absolute absolute statement. statement yeah. Huh. So you feel pretty confident. Yeah. So uh, and from what I've seen, just watching Greg Grant, he loves crying him lately, and. Uh, uh, Steve Lowe used to work at the Botanical Garden. Wonder where Steve it, is. He's he's he retired. He used to he used to work uh, for the Bernie. Uh, we, we saw him at Paul's. That's right. Memorial, he was at yeah. Paul's funeral, Paul Cox's funeral, and uh, he's he's kind of retired up there, and uh, still still growing crinums and selling. Hmm. Very cool. Hey, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. We'll be right back live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road, reminding you that next weekend on Saturday, November 2nd, we've got one of our Earth Kind seminars. David Rodriguez is going to be here again from 1030 until noon, teaching you the do's and don'ts, kind of create your own list of things to do for winter in San Antonio and your garden. Uh, it's going to be a great seminar. We want to encourage you to be a part of it. It's just one of the many things that Millburgers does to help you have a great gardening experience. You know what? You can go to com to learn more about this, as well as all kinds of seminars and fun things that are happening in November. It's com. But mark your calendar for this Saturday, November 2nd, and you can enjoy the great seminar put on by David entitled Landscape and Lawn To-Do List for the Winter. That's at com. We'll see you out there from Saturday from 1030 until noon. Well, I saw Lon Chaney walking with the Queen Doing the werewolves of London I saw Lon Chaney Jr. walking with the Queen Doing the werewolves of London and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, we're still looking for some reports on what's happening in your garden. So uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867 and tell us uh, how your vegetables are doing, what you're growing. There's what kind of bright lights. So that's chart. a chart. Yeah, it is pretty. A decoration on a uh, carriage, yeah. 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 All right. 210-308-8867. Run, Dad, run. I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting how the people are zooming around this corner with uh, uh, small children in tow. We're we're so perceptive in terms of body language. Yeah. (laughs) You got a little kid going... With a strange look on his face and dad running. (laughs) But it's interesting to watch the people. Anyway, uh, Milton was talking about what's going on in the garden. We got this question from from a lady. And uh, 
said that uh, the ghost pe- ghost pepper won't set fruit. Hmm. Now, that would be good news for me. <laughs> but uh, she says, my husband loves hot chilies and sauces, so I planted a go- ghost pepper seedling that I brought at a master gardener plant sale and planted it in full sun, south side of the house location in a bed that gets uh, periodic watering. The plant is now four feet tall, uh, four feet wide, sets sets tiny white flowers, but does not set fruit. Uh, Since the plant seems to be mature and healthy, it seems that it should have fruit set this summer when it was three by three feet. Trying to decide if I should leave it for another season or replace it with something else. Also in that bed, I have growing uh, a lime, a hibiscus, and a mint as a ground cover. Appreciate your thoughts. What did they say? They have a lime tree? Growing? Yeah. And they're getting fruit from the lime? <laughs> Well, would your be my my first guess would have been the shade and sun. Well, they say it where but, they, but where they a, planted it's into a full sun. Yeah, full and sun. if the lime is producing fruit, then I guess yeah. it's enough sun. The uh, I I have noticed this with uh, those ghost peppers and those extremely hot peppers uh, quite a bit. Uh, I was working with a, a guy down south that uh, they wanted some hot peppers. And we planted uh, near, uh, several, uh, well, 15, 20 of those ghost peppers. And we also planted that North Carolina, they got one called North Carolina Reaper or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's supposed to be hotter than a ghost pepper. And uh, those things didn't set fruit, never set fruit. When the tomatoes set fruit right by them. So um, they they're kind of temperamental. Uh, the uh, of course this year we can blame the weather, just like we did uh, on the tomatoes a while ago. Uh, so I, I imagine it was the weather keeping them from uh, setting fruit. But at, uh, as far as keeping them another year, uh, they usually freeze down and and go pretty. Uh, they pretty well die in the in the winter outdoors, unless you give them some kind of protection. I'm getting jalapeno uh, that are in the one in containers. Yeah, they're they're producing some fruit, but just not now said not, not in my raised bed garden. They're just hanging on like the tomatoes did. Oh, okay, and but the the only one that's really pretty prosperous are the uh, oh, the little uh, native. Shit patine. Yeah. That are yeah, that are the little produce, ones. Yeah, they're producing all those that are hidden, you know, in the, each corner. The yeah, birds. they were planted by the birds. Yeah, right? and, uh, the, and the birds <laughs> are doing the harvesting too. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, they 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 really show out in the fall. And we we had some uh, ornamental peppers for sale here at Millburger, and. Uh, I don't. I don't think we had any chili patine, but we had the larger ornamental uh-huh. pepper for sale that that are really attractive in the landscape uh, for Halloween too. And that is a uh, a weed that you don't want to pick like a weed, you know. Right. I, yeah. When I have that growing, 
I just kind of leave it there because it's such a good addition to the landscape. But a lot of people love to eat those chili patines. Yeah, that, yeah some, some visitors to my yard, you know, they'll actually be picking those things and putting oh, them. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, really? Yeah. We remember uh, Phil Hovey. Phil. Yeah, Phil, <laughs> Phil would go to lunch with you, and he would have a pocket. He always wore the, the shirts with the pocket, and that he, every bite of his food, he'd pop one of those things and oh, boom. <laughs> Help reduce my appetite. Yeah. Well, don't forget the Parsons Potent Chili Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had its its final day. It's easy to forget, though, because the name's so long. Huh? <laughs> Chili uh, Parsons Penguin, I guess. <laughs> it had its final day. Oh, look yeah. at here. Look at here. Is it over for the penguins? No, no. I mean, uh, I haven't fooled with them in a couple oh, of years. Okay, wow. I still have some seeds. Oh, okay. Uh, preserved and saved by a guy up in Tyler, Texas. Huh. Sent me some seed. I lost the seed of mine, and uh, he grew his. And uh, he he still writes me periodically, and uh, he still claims that that's the best pepper, uh, hot pepper that you can get. Wow. And uh, he saves the seed. Of, oh, that's of, cool. But uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm sorry you had trouble with the ghost peppers, but uh, you're not alone. I've I've uh, had several people uh, report that uh, it doesn't seem to set fruit. Now this is and this is not a good pepper year. Yeah, ever. right, no. right. So uh, now as far as keeping it over, like I said, uh, a pepper and a tomato, if they don't freeze, uh, will perennial over as we as, we, as we've seen uh, in a lot of gardens uh during a mild winter uh some of the uh, people have tomatoes that they planted for the fall go right through the winter and then they have the dilemma of whether to pull them up in the spring and plant new ones or try yeah. to make those old ones keep producing we get that every year yeah yeah so uh you can you can overwinter those peppers. Uh, I remember one time uh, the Vanderwallers decided because jalapenos were so expensive in the early spring and weren't available in the early spring that they were just going to uh, shred their peppers off, the jalapeno peppers off, and uh, let them come back from the root system. It was a good idea, but uh, no. didn't work. No. And uh, <laughs> that, was, that was about the time that Pace Picante, which used to be in San Antonio, decided they were going to convert the chicken houses, the old deserted chicken houses up around Nixon, over around Nixon, into producing peppers. The only problem was uh, a chicken house... Even if you take the roof off, still too shady, too Whoa. much seed in there. Huh. So they and they they would they wouldn't produce uh, very many uh, jalapeno peppers. All right, two again two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number two one zero. 
308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And we encourage you to come on by and visit with us. Yeah, they're getting a few of those milkweeds, are they? No. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and, and say hi and uh, enjoy all the fun today. Bring the kids. Uh, all the food and stuff, uh, all the activities, terror training goes on until 3 o'clock. But the moon bounce and the uh, the pumpkin patch, the picture taking, all that goes throughout the day. So uh, come on by and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're looking for a gift, uh, uh, these uh, cyclamen are just spectacular. Uh, you know, just if you're going to somebody for the holidays, you know, carry carry one of them. They'll, they'll, they'll be real striking. One of the colors, uh, and of course we plant the, the main thing is to plant them in the shade as a winter annual. But also, if you come out here for the festivities and you have a gift list, cyclamen are always a good mm-hmm. good part of that gift list. Real versatile. They'll they'll live in the house forever if you put them in the east facing window. We got another question in, which is. Uh very appropriate for this time of the year. It says, right in, uh, we planted three live oaks about a year ago. At first, all seemed to be doing well. Then all three seemed to have their leaves turn brown, and I thought they were dead. Instead, one has started to show new leaves growing all over it. The other two are showing some growth at the very base of the tree, but not up the uh, trunk like the other one. What should or can I do to keep all the trees healthy and allow the two that seem to stunted the most to survive? Water. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Answer. As you are well aware, those trees have a very difficult ha, had a very difficult beginning with the drought and heat. The fact that they did not get sufficient moisture is evidenced in the loss of their leaves. That forest is laying it to me. Mm-hmm. You got to mess around. I am going to assume that at the time you started to water them, the more resulting one. The more resu- the more resulting in one putting out new leaves when they start watering. That one, while stressed, will probably survive if you keep watering it. This must be near the trunk to keep the root ball moist, that you, as we have talked about a lot. The other two have probably lost their trunk and most likely will only put out shoots from the base. Yeah. Which that's bad news. I, I I watched that happen in my neighborhood to a newly planted tree, that's and more, it did exactly yeah. like you described. It's more more bad news for a live oak than it would be for Mexican white oak or a red oak, red yeah. oak or a faster growing one. But it might if the live oak could stay alive. It's just be sit set back for two or three years. Growing. Yeah. Uh, now. Uh, that we should mention that at this time of the year too, when you know, the trees are on sale and uh, you can have somebody plant the tree, but uh, 
I would say you still need to water it at the base at least once a week. And then not, you know, so many. Even, or, even if it rains. Yeah, and so many times uh, we were told, well, I, I, I did water it. You know, it was like yeah. a 15-second brush. Right. But you got to get that, you got to put that hose right down there in at least 15 minutes, a half an hour. Let it run, don't run it real hard, but let it r- run right at that base and get that whole root ball yeah. wet. Remember that uh, for the first two to three years, you're watering the root ball. That, that, that just like they did in a nursery. When they get these big trees in, uh, you you look around and there's people watering all the time. Yeah, watering all the time. Hey, we and got so that's what you need to be doing too. We've got Ann on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ann. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, yes, we, we hear you. Okay. Do you? Uh, barely. Hello? Yeah, that's better, Hello? Ann. Thank you. Yes, we got you. Can you hear me? What's going on? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I, I have, a, I'm sorry, a bees and yellow jackets in the patio. Um, What can I do to get, get rid of them? I already got bitten, uh, well, already about yeah. ten times. So what, yeah, what can oh, I do? Oh, no. Yeah. Have you, have you, you don't have any, uh, one of those hornet sprays? Uh, they make well, a they make a spray. Someone, someone said they were going to get me, you know, like the hot shot and all that. They haven't yeah. come back with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and that'll that you can shoot but ten feet. Oh yeah, it works very well. You just okay, shoot it up at that nest feet? and around it, and then get out of there, and uh, they'll they'll be done Real for. Fast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna plant some plants. I don't have no flowers. All I have is fern. I don't have anything that has color in there. So I don't know what are they doing around, you know, there. Well, they're, I do, well, they're, they're out there. They're beneficial, actually, you know, if you. That's why Jerry and I don't recommend wholesale killing of hornets or uh, wasps. Right. But if they're close to your activities, and <laughs> yeah, they some are. people yeah, are especially sick. Uh, I and then I had yeah. someone helping me, and he got bit 15 times. I mean, that's mm. how many. I think that's how many they are. And he's, uh, you know, up there in age, and they say it's worse and all that. And he got bit and bit and bit. Is he older than you are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he's 80, and I'm uh, 55. Yeah. I I told the the pharmacist, he said, well, put some Campo lotion, uh, put a Vic, put this and put that. And if you have a temperature, you better call 911, you know. Which he was okay, but I was very concerned about him because yeah. he got bit fifteen that, times. Uh, 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 these wasps, uh, these are these well, are not honeybees, are they? Well, they look like uh, uh, yellow jackets, and they look like oh. I don't know if they're honeybees. I mean, but because he told me the pain, um, mine hurt, but his hurt more. So I'm not too sure if they're honeybees. I mean, because they, I mean, they on him they they're, hurt them more. What's the nest look like? Yeah, I I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen oh. the nest. I don't know. I can't answer you. All I did, we have some stuff in the patio, so he knocked everything down. As soon as he moved that stuff, they just came out like like a swarm, right. all over, going around and now around that, and around. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, that that could be more difficult because uh, oh. you know wasps up, up under your eaves are real easy to t- take out with the 
spray. Hot shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. But right. uh, but if it yeah, but if it was a, a honeybee nest that's yeah. been in there for years and you just disturbed or a, a yellow jackets yeah. underneath there, then that could be a little harder. Have you ever Did killed they... one uh, 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 to see what they look like? No. No, well, I did kill one, and it looked like a bee. In fact, one flew into the apartment, and it came in, and it hardly moved. So I stepped on it because it hardly moved. I guess it lost its finger already, and it looked like a bee to me. But I don't know about okay, the ones when that you, when you When you say bee, do they have a... Uh, they have a fairly long body, and uh, they, it, it had, a lot it, it of times they're body. yellow. It had a long body, and it was black, black and yellow. Okay. That's, a, that's does, probably does that a hornet. Like a bee no. or, or, yeah. or, or a hornet. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, the, the, they're, they're all paper wasps. Yeah, have you got, you got a neighbor or, or a... Ann, do you live in an apartment or a home? Uh, an apartment. I live in an apartment, and that that, that was in the uh, patio where I oh. just happened to... I happened to move like a box... And all of a sudden, one or two came out. They didn't bite me, but they went after him. And then they came after me and him, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> I think, he got I think you need to go me. talk to your, you need to go talk to the property manager, and get them to. Oh. Or either go out oh. there and uh, where, where you saw the saw them come out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. See if you can find a hole that they're going in. Oh, okay. A lot of times, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get about fifteen cans of that that hot shot well, no, and start you're, shooting. Your, shooting. Your, pro- your property manager probably has a can of it. Yeah, right that's yeah. what I think. They've, he's oh. dealt. He's dealt with it, or she's dealt with it. Yeah, before. and they, they. That's part of what you're paying for with that rent. So okay. And I, and yeah. I thought the cold weather, you know, it was cold. I, I thought, did they ever get, you know, so cold that they won't come out? Because it's been in the forties. You know, it's not cold nope. enough. Cold enough for them, no. Oh, no, what happens? Uh, uh, some some species get real aggressive when mm. the weather changes. That oh. was always up north where I came from. Uh, uh, you could uh, in uh-huh. the fall, you just had to be real careful because the yeah. uh, yellow jackets were just aggressive. Uh, yeah. They never bothered you until uh, August and September when the weather changed. Do you have cross ties around your patio? Um, no, no. Okay. A lot, a lot of times like, those hornets like will be like on the crossbow. It sounds more like a hornet nest to you than bees or, you know. Right. Yeah, it does sound. Right. Yeah, because they were around him. He wore like a green shirt. And I said maybe the color, because I know they said you wear pink or red. Maybe the, But he didn't have no cologne or <laughs> smell or yeah. nothing. Yeah. If you wear, I've heard if you wear that burnt orange. No, no. The bees like that. At University of Texas, <laughs> yeah, burnt orange, you know. Yeah, I think oh. I get your 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 manager well, probably has dealt with this before and has seen it because they're probably not alone. And plus, they're being paid to to do that. You to shouldn't have that. to risk anything. Oh, so okay. I'd then I'll them. tell them probably tomorrow. Hey, do you have yeah. a can or, or two? Or and tell them Milton said that he should. A- yeah. Absolutely. You can tell me. <laughs> but the thing is right. that, that we got bit so many times. You know, I mean, well, you know. Well, they don't want you bit either, so. Right. You go talk so to him tomorrow. So even if be it's careful. about 30, 35 degrees, it's still they'll they'll still be kind of, you know, oh, yeah. around. Yeah, it'll get the sun will come out 20. and they perk up. Thanks, Ann. We got to take a break. Okay. Bye, bye, Ann. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye, bye. You bet. Bye, bye. 
All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevard Road, reminding you that next weekend on Saturday, November 2nd, we've got one of our Earth Kind seminars. David Rodriguez is going to be here again from 1030 until noon, teaching you the do's and don'ts, kind of create your own list of things to do for winter in San Antonio and your garden. Uh, it's going to be a great seminar. We want to encourage you to be a part of it. It's just one of the many things that Millburgers does to help you have a great gardening experience. You know what? You can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about this, as well as all kinds of seminars and fun things that are happening in November. It's millburgernursery.com. But mark your calendar for this Saturday, November 2nd, and you can enjoy the great seminar put on by David entitled Landscape and Lawn To-Do List for the Winter. That's at millburgernursery.com. We'll see you out there from Saturday from 1030 until noon. Stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mortal can resist the evil of the foreigner. Welcome back to Millburgers Garden, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You can find out more about David's presentation next Saturday uh, by going to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. Uh, got another question is, uh, is in uh, that... Uh, People are worried about, uh, wondering about their pecans. I think we had. Okay. Let's see. Did we have one at the beginning of this show? Oh yeah, the guy that had the one pecan in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody wrote in and said, uh, "said a, a big limb on our pecan tree broke and fell to the ground. Hmm. It's full of pecan. Can the pecans be saved?" Should we peel off the green or leave them in it? Will the pecan dry and mature and can be and be edible? Uh, I'm sorry, but, uh, uh, and this is happening to a lot of pecan trees that have a heavy cr- crop this year, but uh, until that uh, shell, until that uh, husk splits, now, after it splits, you can harvest the nut out of there. You can go in there and physically harvest the nut out of there, and it'll it'll be okay. Uh, it's it's it'll be filled out completely once that whole once that husk, that the outer part of the pecan, splits. But until it does, I I don't. You'd be taking a chance on going in there and physically removing that nut from the husk if it hadn't split. So, uh, what are you taking a chance on? Uh, well, that it's not mature. 
that it is still green and uh, we be probably able, won't be edible. Won't, won't dry down to taste. be edible. Hey, we got Frank on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Frank, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. Good to talk to you. Um, What's going on? I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask about maybe putting a raised bed to plant uh, uh, like a 15-gallon tree. Is that a good idea? What a raised bed for what kind of tree? Oh, probably some kind of oak. It's unnecessary. You know, we do the we do the raised bed for. Uh, well, I take that back. There, there, sometimes it is necessary, but we do we do it for fruit trees and trees that are sensitive to more sensitive to soil situations than our recommended trees. But those trees, like oaks, do well in native soil, and as long as there's enough soil. But Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry has talked a lot about examples where. Uh, you're planting a tree on on a rocky situation, and so you kind of build up the soil, a hill or raised bed, so that that tree can start a root system, and that root system will find a way in there. So that might be a situation. But if you got enough soil, you really don't have to do that. Yeah, you live over at Stone Oak or somewhere over there? Over rocky. at Bulverde Road. About Seven miles from y'all, about seven miles north off Boulevard. Yeah. Okay. It's real rocky, huh? Yeah. So would I need to dig down uh, at all? How, depends it on how big rough. a tree you plant. Yeah. Uh, Fifteen gallon. Well, I would, yeah. Well, I would dig as deep. We talked about this. I would okay. dig as, as deep as you can and then mound up. The rest, so you might have uh, a third of the root ball sticking out of the ground, and then you just you just put some uh, some native soil uh, up, kind of mound it up to that to that tree. Don't don't put it against the bark, but you, you don't yeah. even really have to cover all the root ball, but it, uh, it's close to possible well, covering it. You think about maybe three feet. Extension out from the tree. Oh gosh, yeah. A lot of times we just yeah. dig a hole that just barely holds the root ball. You're right. So, uh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, man. Bloody. You got some flexibility on that, especially oaks. Oaks are pretty the forgiving. Best. Thanks, Frank. The best way to do it is buy it, get it in mailburgers, and let, pay them to plant it. <laughs> yeah, for they'll you. plant it for you. Thank you, Frank. You take care. Billy's on the line Good at luck. 210-308-8867. Hey, Billy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing, Billy? I'm doing good. Good. What's going on? I just heard you all talking about peppers, so I went and took a picture of my chili patina in the backyard and sent it to you. You ought to get it on your email. Oh, good. Okay. And it's, I take it it's producing up a storm, huh? It's Billy it's we're talking to. Storm, and and uh, the funny thing is it has green ones and red ones and blooms all on at the same time. Uh-huh. What's yeah. that? What is it? Chili patine. Chili patine. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, it, it's a real good one. It's, it's in a container and uh, and huge. Hey, you got any other peppers, Billy? No, I'm not a pepper person. Somebody just uh-huh. gave me that one. <laughs> but I your your tomato, your you were getting some tomato production, weren't you this year? Yeah, I only got the BHN nine six eight. 
Okay, same consistent with the, yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess that's a... Uh, no, Billy and uh, Best Master Gardeners are getting that yeah. kind of response. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that, that's, can you see it? You sit behind the picture? Yeah. yeah. We're looking oh. at it now. <laughs> I'm passing it on to Jerry now. Calvin's uh, yeah. to... Well, I, I just thought uh, I'd send it to you. Thank oh, you, Billy. Oh, yeah. That's full of peppers. Do you eat them, use them cooking, or what? No, I don't. I just think it's a pretty plant. I mean, somebody wants uh-huh. to know. <laughs> well, the birds probably thank you. Yes, right. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in, Betty. Yeah, Happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. Again, if you're interested uh, in uh, all the things that we've talked about today, know that you can go to uh, millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. That includes uh, the next time we have a blood drive or the next uh, big celebration around Christmas or David's presentation uh, next week on uh, fall gardening and that list of things that you need to be doing. Uh, also, uh, if you're still looking for Halloween pumpkins and fun stuff, come on out to Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. You can even go to the boutique and uh, check out all the great items for Halloween there. Uh, but, yeah, so it's a, it's a fun place, and we've got lots of stuff for you to do still uh, for Halloween today. They're going to be running everything until 3, so uh, you can still enjoy the uh, activities. But also, MillburgerNursery.com is a place that you can go to get your newsletters as well. So uh, you can uh, have it emailed to you, snail mailed, or even uh, uh, pick it up here at the nursery. We'll say goodbye today. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM. The Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.